Welcome to the Final Hour Podcast, coming to you from the original Living Word Christian Center out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. My name is James Hammond. <laughs> I'm the son, son of a minister. John Gap is producing, taking place of Jerry. He's on vacation. John Gap is the son of a butcher. <laughs> And James Tan, Dr. James Tan is the just someone's son. Son of a spiritualist. <laughs> Lord. Possibly. Where is this going? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but a few weeks ago, you know, that's all we've talked about is Israel is Israel. Um we we may get a little into that this week, but um as the as they continue to take Gaza, it seems as if hospital by hospital. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think they've really gone into the city of tunnels completely yet. That's a whole different game, and no one... I'm sure they're not going to tell anyone um, right. about how they're going to go about that. You could shoot some type of gas down into there, I think, to put everybody to sleep. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things you could do um, with that tunnels. Uh, you know, G- Gaza is only um, 25 miles long, but they have... 300 miles of tunnels crisscrossing all over underneath. It's a literal city of tunnels underneath Gaza. And so going... Well, you know what what gets me about all that's happening there, I think, is that it's it's exposing something out here. Yes. Oh, that's good. To where... On the spiritual side, yes. Sure, sure, there's a natural war going on. Sure, there's a spiritual fight for that region. Because scripturally, that's where it's supposed to be. But I think what kind of took me a little... Made me step back a little bit was when I saw uh, the outrage against Israel here. And I think, wow, that's just exposing so much about heart conditions and where we are here in society. And the deception. And... And that's what it comes down to. Yeah, the spirit behind deception, uh, which y- yeah. is, is going to be that way in the last days. Uh, that's another sign, sign. Yes. That that this is where we are, you know. And I think that's why, like, podcasts like the Final Hour podcast, I think it points us back to where things scripturally are supposed to be. Right, right. You know. Yeah. So I, I hate to say it, but we're not going to get happier and happier and better and better. No, the light's going to get brighter. The dark's going to get darker. Yes. You yes. Know? So the ideology that, that comes in and says, um, we're just going to, the church is just going to take over everything and usher in this age of peace and bring Jesus back. Oh, please. Those are the millennialists. And I've talked to you a lot about those people. Uh, just look around. No rapture. Just These people, look around. Yeah. Because that, if that were happening, if that were happening, look, the reason why there is no peace on the earth is because there is sin on the earth, in the earth, not just on it, but in it right. and from it, right? So if we're assuming that we're going to ever take, just take over everything and, and, then, and then usher in Jesus, we're assuming that we in and of ourselves can remove sin of the earth. Right. And and that's that's not going to happen until he comes back and roots it out, right? You know. So right. I, anyway, that, that wasn't what I had in my heart to talk about. But no. the fact the fact that society responded to the way it did with the whole war in Israel, mm-hmm. I think it tells us what was beneath the surface that came right. out so quick, right? 
you know, and you barely had to scratch it, and boom. I mean, there was this outrage against Israel, and you just got to think, what is it about these people, this people, mm-hmm. Israel, that that's all through history so quickly gets pointed at, you're at fault. Right. You're, you're the problem. You have to be removed. You need to stop defending yourself. Yeah. Which means be alive, be destroyed. Yeah. And do it quietly. Yeah. Be destroyed and give them all your quietly. land. Let them have your land. So there's something about that that I think any serious Bible student, it points you to, to what God has said that he, they are his people. His hand is because the fact that he, there's so much opposition against them, but they're still around. Yeah, even in the church, <laughs> oh, even boy. with the replacement, um, right? Sorry, Theology. but yeah, right. Even with the replacement, I I want to say a bad word, but it's it's a it's a it's a wrong theology that Israel has been replaced. And what happens is, if you say that Israel is being replaced, then you replace them in Revelation. Therefore, that puts us that we are Israel. In Revelation. So those people believe we're going through the tribulation. And I'll tell you what, those people are lost, okay? Um, those people are lost. The The millennialists are lost that think there is no tribulation, that we're just going to win take the over. world take over. for Jesus. They're lost. And they take a few scriptures and they try to put them all together when it's very clear there's going to be a rapture. There's going to be a seven-year tribulation and a one-world government and an Antichrist. There's going to be an Armageddon, and there's going to be a millennium. All so, right? so wait a minute. If God walks away from his promises to Israel and now just brings the church in, in, in other words, if he just breaks all of his promises, because there are still promises in Scripture to Israel that haven't been fulfilled yet, to the land and to the people, yes. right? Okay. Yes, yes. So if he just walks away and says, you know what, it's okay, I'm just now going to swap over to the church, and, 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 and you all just... I'm just done with you all. Wait yeah. a minute. If God breaks his promises to them, who's next in line? We are. Because we're, we're the ones now with promises from God. And mm. if he can do that to them, how do right. I know he won't do that to me? Exactly. If he can tell them in Psalm 89, 34, my covenant, I will not break. That's what he tells them. Will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips concerning them? Then he can break it with you. So, then but, he can and, break and, the new covenant. And when, and this was written, the church wasn't around to receive that promise. No. So he was talking to them. Yes. Specifically, right? Yes. There you go. So if he breaks his promise to them, how do I know he won't break his promise to me? Yeah. he t- It's right here. It's a promise of my covenant. Will I will not break. Look, you know what he says? Three verses is earlier. Um, he says, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then I will visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. So he's going to punish them. See, here, here's the thing. People will say, well, Israel broke the covenant, right? They say Israel right. broke the covenant. But he says, if they break my statutes, I'm going to judge them, right? Not Old Testament. them, not yes. leave them. And then three verses later, I will not break ah, my covenant. The mercy it of God. Yeah, it doesn't matter how bad they are. The mercy of God. What they were with all those right. awful kings in those days. In other words, God's remedy to them breaking covenant is not abandonment no. or disowning them or walking away from them. He, right. he, he continues to engage with them right? because that's just how he is. It's yes. not about them. It's about him. And if he did not do it to right. them under the law, yeah, under yeah, all yeah, those yeah. laws— right. There's no way he's going to do it to you. That is part of your 
Covenant, your covenant. Right. He, let's find that scripture while we're talking about. It. I, I this is great, James, because I didn't. Because again, I, I, if I he didn't, I didn't. again, the point is, if he breaks his covenant with the last group of people he had covenant with, now we're next in line. Yes. So how 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 do we know as the church that he's not going to find some other third group? Because do you think the church is doing that much better than really when you read how Israel was doing back in the in the Old Testament? You know, so. That's something to think about. And listen, as far as you go, you know, your covenant, a lot of people don't even talk about this this covenant in Hebrews 8, Hebrews 10. He repeated it in Hebrews 10. He prophesied it, about it in Jeremiah. And he says, the, the last thing he says in your covenant, in the new covenant, I will be merciful and gracious to your sins, and I will not remember your deeds of unrighteousness. Right? So these sin preachers out here, Right, preaching, uh, and you know what, James? What is? Can, can I point something out? I know. Sure, sure. James, sure, do on. you remember the scripture where they say? And I just heard this quoted on, on a Christian uh, broadcast the other day. Uh, it's in Romans where it says, um, it says the law that where sin, um, there's a there's a there is a penalty to sin. What is it? Where, where does that say? And I know we're getting into interesting. Um, he's talking to Christians. Is it Romans? Um, I'd love to f- help me find it, Lord. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, because a lot of people don't understand, you know, and, and, you know, I, I just got into this, this argument with, or not an argument, right? But a good friend of mine, you know, said, you know, I was talking about a preacher being soft on sin or whatever, kind of, kind of implying they were, they were offended because they're like, well, the preacher we are listening to was, was implying that there's always going to be a little sin in there. And, and so we just thought he was, being, he was being soft on sin, she says. And I said, well, you know, that's great that you guys, you guys are so holy, you know, um, <laughs> um, it, because, because if you fear, it's a sin. Right. Worry. If you, if you doubt, that's right. it's a sin. The Bible says yeah. in Romans... Anything not, not done faith. out it's, of faith is sin. Right. sin. Fear, right. worry, doubt, <clears throat> unbelief, none of it has to do with mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. Worry, if you're a worrier, right? If you overeat, if you defile your temple with Doritos, <laughs> half a bag of Doritos, <laughs> right. um, that falls. That actually That's... falls under um, one, of the, one of the Galatians 5 sins of carousing, believe it or not. You know, those sins, right. they sound a certain way, but if you look up the Greek, um, you know, they mean different things, yeah. you know. And so, you know, there's at what, what he was implying, because I know this guy, is is <laughs> they're implying it about Brandon, right? And I know this guy, right? I know what he believes. Right. You know, the Northwest right. pastor. Right. He's saying... No one, there's no one that does not have some type of issue. And it just, in this world, I didn't know how we got here. This is not what we intended to talk about. But in this world, it just, it's so annoying to me to see a preacher up there preaching, right? These are some of the most famous preachers in the world. I mean, I'd be lucky to carry their briefcases saying, God's going to judge you. Eventually, God's going to judge you. God's going to judge you. And, and the guy is, you know, no offense, but the guy is 200 pounds overweight. What about gluttony? 
Let's just be honest. Let's just be straight, right? Gluttony is a sin. What about your body? Not treating your body as a temple. Now, what about not taking care of your body, right? And so, but you know, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so talking about that being soft because you're implying that there's always going to be some sin in there. Look, Jesus said, "I will build my church." Yes. So the idea is that the 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 this thing we call the church, and by that we don't mean the physical building. I understand that the church is a spiritual organization that meets in the physical location. Got that? We understand that. But but the fact that Jesus said, "I will build my church," the implication is that it is an ongoing building project. Yes. It is not, I have built my church, but I will build my church. So as he's building, so all of us are a work in, work in progress. Yes. So if you're looking for perfection, that's only going to be after he's completed building his church. But and, that hasn't happened yet. And, and people think because they don't drink, smoke, then I'm sleep okay. around. Then I'm okay. Then they're holy. Then I'm okay. Uh, Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin, sin is, is death. death. Okay. Um, in the Amplified, the wages of sin, uh, which sin pays, is death, but the bountiful free gift of God is eternal, eternal life in union with Jesus Christ. No one, see, the Bible wasn't written in chapter and verse, right? right? Who's he talking to? Do you not know, Christians? I'm speaking to men who are acquainted with the law. The very next line, and isn't that a lot of Romans? He's trying to explain the law, how he was under the law, how he could not win under the law. He was such a wretched man because he was under the law. The right. law was stealthy. It came back in, you know. And, in and, fact, it was the law that drove him to, to kill believers. Yes. Right? Because he was so fervent and zealous and on fire. The law, he was right on the law side. Yeah. And so I'm just throwing this out there. In context, the wages of sin is death. Let's look in context. The very next verse, Romans 7, 1. The Bible wasn't written in chapter and verse. The very next word, no, verse, know ye not Christians, for I speak to them that are acquainted with the law. All right? All right? No one ever quotes that following up. I hear, I feel like on Christian television every day, I hear the wages of sin, sin is, is death. death. And if you run around thinking about that, Right? Oh, oh, yeah. Do, do you know what I'm saying? And if you really understand how much each one of us sins, even the most holy, I just heard a preacher stand up in Living Word back in August and say he barely sins. Right? And I just thought, is that a sin of pride? You know, as he's, as, as he's, as, and people are writing in, people are writing in complaining about this guy because some of the things he's talking about on women, right? And I'm just like, wow. Right. Like, like you're going to, that's, I, I feel like that's dangerous yeah. in my opinion to stand up and say you only sin once or twice a day. I don't care how old you are and how long you've been saved. Right. It seems like the older you get a lot of times the people, and we have to be careful here, but the people that are in their sixties, seventies and eighties that have been doing a long time, there's no way that they could ever be wrong. <laughs> Have you noticed that? I mean, I've learned a lot from these people, but when you bring up uh, another um, point of view, yeah. another right. side of it, because in studying right. the end times, I was asking a lot of questions. Right. I'm like, well, well, do, do you know that, right. that this, this person is, right. is teaching this? Well, it, it, it's more like, well, big deal. Yeah. Like they won't argue about it. Right. 
They're, they're just going to tell you what Here's they know, is, and, and this is what I know, right. and I'm right. Yeah. They're not going to tell you why. And it wasn't until I got into Daniel and Revelation where I'm like, look at all the people, the yeah. qualified scholars, and yeah. time experts that do not believe right. the same thing. Right. It blew me away. But that, that, that actually speaks to our scriptures because it's a living, breathing, growing, pregnant book. Yes. And it goes on speaking to us, not as God matures, but as we mature. Mm-hmm. So the moment we say we've got it all, we're actually saying, I don't need to mature in God anymore. I've reached the peak of wherever I think I'm going to be. And right. that, I think, is a dangerous position. Right. Because if, if either one of us or anyone else comes to the position where it says, listen, I don't feel like there's anything more in here I can learn or any other ministry gift I, I need to hear from, I think we've already gone into dangerous waters. Again, I'm not suggesting that we've got to hear everyone all the time. I, no, I, you're I, right. I, that's not what I'm saying. But on the other hand, if if my position is my position is the right position and the only position, and I don't need to hear from anyone else in the body of Christ, uh, I think that in itself, the attitude with that is already in dangerous ground. Yes, yes. You and know. so, um, but we were we were coming in today um, looking to talk about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we were going to talk about the Holy Spirit, but we had to talk about, yay. In regards to the end times, right? And uh, just a couple quick questions here. Number one, James, um, I heard, you know who Jimmy Evans is? Yeah. Right. He's yeah. big time. Yeah. Like he's the marriage he is, guy, right. but. Marriage guy. And he talks about end times. Oh, he's, an in, he's got Ooh, an end times listen. podcast that gets 500,000 views per, per podcast. But but he got a question, and this got me really searching. Um, and someone said, well, I thought that in the end, before we're raptured, there's going to be a transfer of wealth that the church is going to walk in the power of God like they did in Acts or even more so. And Jimmy Evans said, I'm not aware of that. <laughs> he said, I'm not aware of that. He said, he said there could be a harvest. Yeah. And in the last days, you're going to have, uh, i.e., Joel and Acts, uh, sons and daughters prophesying and seeing visions. Yeah. Right. But I don't know where that is in the Bible. Joe Morris comes in. Uh, then I asked my dad. My dad said, Well, how's he coming back for a glorious church? Then okay. he's coming back for a glorious right. church. Joe Morris comes in, says um, on the podcast, Oh, yeah, there's going to be an outpouring, an outpouring of power like that we saw in Acts, definitely. And Joe Morris thinks, though, that it's only going to last two months, okay? Because I was just just, just arguing with someone. It seems like I, I argue a lot. I was arguing with someone that they said the, the rapture is not even within the next 10 years, and I laughed at them. I laughed at them, mm. right? And and I laughed at them, and, and, and they said, well, you know, what about this outpouring where where this outpouring of God's power. And I told him, I said, I know people that think that might last two months. Yeah. Right. So, so much for the, the transfer of wealth. You, think, listen, you only get two months to, to, to spend that money. If there really is even a transfer of wealth, right. I'm just putting things out there that have long been talked about and expected. Number two, tell me what you think on that, James. And then number two, I've heard it preached, and I do not believe this, because how do people get saved? 
that the Holy Spirit leaves the earth. I heard that preached too. In the rapture. I heard that preached no too. No more Holy Spirit in the rapture than how do people... After the rapture, there's yes. no more Holy Spirit. After the rapture. Yeah, so I talk, heard that preach. Let's hear what you have to say about well, the those Holy Spirit is God. And to be God, he has to be omnipresent, which means everywhere, all the time. Right. All the time means all the time. So anytime you, you have any kind of ideology that says the Holy Spirit is going to be removed from and not present there, at no point has God not had representation on the earth. So in the Old Testament, you see, you see, you see the Father in, in, in manifestation. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you see Jesus. And now we're in the age of the church where the Holy Spirit is a manifestation. So no, I absolutely do not believe that the Holy Spirit is going to be removed out of anything. Right. Think about it. How are we going to have the two witnesses perform what they perform? How are we going to have the 144,000 perform what they perform in terms of signs and wonders and miracles? How are we going to have all these people get born again during the time of the tribulation if the Holy Spirit wasn't on the earth? can't do the work of the born-again spirit. That's who does that. And, right? and, and we're believing, because we know scripturally, not just, not just that there is a harvest even during the tribulation period. Oh, that... Will probably be, in my opinion, the biggest ever. Well, how um, is, how are, how are those people going to get born again without the Holy Spirit? Right. How right. is that going to How is that going to happen? How are the two witnesses going to be raised up? Right. How are the two witnesses going to be breathing fire? How are the two witnesses going to be doing? How are the hundred forty four thousand going to be doing that right. without the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Yeah. No, because the Holy Spirit is the vehicle by which the power of God is transmuted onto earth and onto flesh. People like you and I. Do you believe the 144,000 are going to be evangelists? I think that everything about them will scream Jesus, uh, which means yes. Yes. Which means yes. yes. And I think that they're going to they're going to have that's going to be such a fulfillment. And again, that goes back to our first point when we started the show with that God hasn't isn't done with Israel. Right. Because again, this 144, you know this, I know this, are going to come. They're named from the from the tribes. Yes. From the 12 tribes I'm talking about, yeah. right? Just not there's any tribe, but there's 12 tribes, right, in right. Israel. Right. So again, that tells us that God isn't done with right. Israel. Right. So there is still something somewhere, sometime, where he's going to pick up his covenant with them, pick up his, his moving in and among them, and through them, and still bless the earth. Which, by the way, is exactly what he said would happen when he told Abraham, I will bless nations through you. Yes. Yes. We gave that scripture three weeks ago here on the Final Hour podcast. You know. know, um, Because I have found myself, again, in arguments um, where people don't understand what God has said about Israel, right? And they're saying that Israel, you've been there, is oppressing the Palestinians— well, go look, look at the map. Go look at the map. Because they have walls. Go, go look at the map right. and see what a... T- and again, I'm sure you've said this a thousand times on this, but, but go look at the map, see what a tiny strip of land Israel is, and look at everyone else around them, and then tell me how that tiny strip is oppressing everyone else. Right. How, right. how is this tiny strip of land? And then, every, again, look at the map, and you'll get a visual of this. Yes. Just yes. look at a map somewhere and see who's surrounding them. And I think I heard, and, and, and again, to be clear, support of Israel doesn't mean we support all the policies that the government out there is doing. Right. Or all the personalities and all the politicians. No. That, that's not what we're talking about. For sure, we're believing for them to have good policies. And, but when we say that God has, is not done with Israel, we're talking about the people and the land of Israel. Yeah, don't give them up. Don't make them give up the land. And because look what happened the last time we did that. Yes. 
look where we are now because the last time the United Nations came together and decided, listen, here's what you need to do. Right. And oh, by the way, Israel could not be occupiers of Gaza and that region because it wasn't them that took over. That was that was that was drafted out by the United Nations. In 1948, they became a nation and they gave them the land. The world gave them the land. So it wasn't as if they marched over there and and wiped out whoever was on there and said, by the way, now we're taking over again. Right. That, and that's, because that's how you occupy something is you go into something that someone else already has. Get rid of them, and, and then you take over. That's not what happened, though. Historically, that's not what happened. Three episodes ago, we, we had it. It was titled, Palestine, There Were No Palestinians. And we explained. We went through the history. and Until yes. until they were made to give up part of that land, yes. which has come back to bite them every living day. Yes. So yes. that, that, that's probably why God didn't want them to give up the land in the first place and not have it divided up the way it did. Land for peace, George Bush, Gaza. What happened? Yeah. They had to give land, it up. There just wasn't peace. They had to move them out. And George Bush yeah. called it land for peace. Okay. Right. right. We got peace now, don't we? And so they should give away more. They should give away more. And, and we could just go deep into this. But do you think... Before we go in the rapture, that there is going to be an like an outpouring of say the gifts of the spirit, yeah, working yeah, yeah, of miracles, yes, yes, gifts yes, of healing, yes. gifts of special faith. For all those sure, things. for sure, with every fiber of my being, I definitely am for that. Now l- l- let's just go back to that one quick point. I don't want to get off that real quick, but we'll come back to this gifts and signs okay. and wonders part that t- that that talk about um, um, the wealth transfer. Yes. So I happened to be at a service myself and someone was talking about Jesus coming soon. A lady gets up on the front row. She was recognized in the meeting. She goes, there, he's not coming anytime soon. Here's how I know because the wealth transfer haven't taken place yet. And until we have the wealth transfer come in and the church get rich, we're not. And I just thought, wait a minute. Apparently they didn't know that in first and second Thessalonians because they were writing Paul. Right. And asking Paul, has the rapture already taken place? And it, and if it has, did we miss it? And of course, Paul wrote and, and corrected their ideology and, and their thinking about that. Right. Right. So again, the the, the rapture of the church requires no, uh, no, no, no additional fulfillments of Scripture, mm-hmm. because that's his sudden taking away. Mm-hmm. Now, do I believe that there's a transfer coming for the church? Yes, because the church has to do everything that the church has to do, and that's going to take money. Yes. Right. Listen, one of the best ways that wealth transfer, one of the most common ways that wealth transfer happens is when believers get involved in business. Because when believers get involved in business, there is an anointing that can come on you if you're called to that mountain, to use modern-day terminology. Because you know how people talk about the seven mountains and different things, right? I'm convinced that there is as much of an anointing on Pastor Jim to preach and teach as there is on a businessman who is called to go out and plunder the resources of the earth. And in doing that, you activate a wealth transfer. You take the wealth that would otherwise go to some other organization and you bring it into godly, godly hands. And if you're a believer running a business, then you ought to know you ought to be tithing, you ought to be giving, you ought to be supporting uh, uh, missions and church building and everything else. But that's part of the way how wealth transfer happens. For the most part, is is when the church starts engaging in business. So I, 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 I firmly do believe that... <laughs> thank, you. Thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But, but I firmly do believe that there is an anointing for every aspect 
of the believer's life. And every aspect of the believer's life doesn't just mean praying, reading a Bible, and coming to church. It means life as a whole. And for some of us, that means getting into business, where this wealth transfer is, is activated and brought into the kingdom. Nothing I love more than to see business people anointed by God go out and do what they're supposed to do. I used to say it this way, I'd rather you be a good businessman than a bad minister. Because, you know, over there in Asia, it seemed like everyone who was a minister, uh, everyone who was a successful businessman got in and said that he ought to be a pastor too. You've seen that happen. Oh, yeah. You've seen that, you've seen that happen, right? Yes. And then they, 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 but they really didn't do well as a pastor, but they did real good as a business person. Yes. And, and I'm like, why not, just, why not just go with where the grace is clearly on you? Right. And not try and be everything to everyone. Why not be however God has graced you and anointed you. Run with that. Stay in your lane, so you're not you're not you're not messing up everyone else's race as, as you're going along. Yes, that's very you know? good. So at part of the end. So when we're talking about the Holy Spirit in the end times, I was going to talk about Acts two because really, where else are you going to go if you don't go to Acts two? Talking about the Holy Spirit in the end times, right? And what I love about this, I, w- I just want to point this out. So Acts two is pivotal in um, a spirit-filled theology. Because in Acts 2, you see the Holy Spirit being outpoured on 120 people. And of course, you know this. On the day of Pentecost, they were all together with one accord. They all start speaking tongues. The wind come in like a mighty rushing wind. You know all of that. But I want to point this out real quick. Notice this, that immediately what the Holy Spirit prompted the, the, the believers there to do, immediately after this event, was that it says here in Acts 2, it says here next to in verse 16, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So here's what you have happened. Peter quoted Joel on what the Holy Spirit was doing in the now. Now, here's a principle we need in our day and age. You don't allow for signs and wonders, and you don't allow for experiences to lead you. Which will become more prevalent. Yes. And then some of it will be false and fake, a lot of it. How will you know it's false and fake if you're not referring back to what the scriptures say? Yes. So again, this is necessary to understand that the Holy Spirit himself decided to prove himself, test himself by referring to what scriptures has said about what he was going to do. And I think this is a big, it's a bigger deal than we understand perhaps, Jim, because I think that there is a generation rising up who have a love for signs and wonders, but don't have a love for scripture, Mm -hmm. who have a love for goosebumps on their goosebumps, Mm -hmm. have a worship experience. Right. right, but they 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 don't have scriptural verbiage to define what they claim is the Holy Spirit moving in their midst. Right, and I tell you this: if that's if that's the pool you're swimming in, it's a cesspool, and you need to get out of it real quick because you're you're there is so much going on there. There are all kinds of spirits in there that you do not know what's in there if you don't go to God's word and let God's word define God's move. Why wouldn't God's word define God's move? You can see kids in a Christian school uh-huh. um, dabbling in witchcraft. Okay? We talked about that the last time yes, I was here. Yes, right? looking for guidance, something, that, some sort of communication, some sort of right? communication. And and so you're you're right though, and this it is very very. I mean, Taylor Swift just came out and said she is a sorceress. I didn't know that. Yeah, she just she just said it, and we've been saying it forever because of what she's doing in her concerts. And there's some type of language that they're speaking. No one understands. No one seems to be paying attention while it's going on. Yeah. They're out there. It's demonic hooks. tongues. Yes, they look, they look like witches when they're doing it. And it was very clear what they were doing. 
and and I, I you know, unfortunately, Linnea was there. <laughs> but Linnea. I, sa- I said, Linnea, I said, what was everyone doing? And she said, Jim, it was so weird. It was as if no one was even noticing this was going on. I asked my sister, you know, did you see this? And she said, I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. Do you remember down in Texas after one of those concerts, no one could remember the concert? Wow. Do you remember that? That was a big deal um, on, you know, just on the internet. No one could remember the concert. And she just came out and said openly that I am a sorceress. Right. But, 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 but we all look at this right. like it's all sparkly it, yeah, and this magic and she's unicorns. Such, she's such a good person. Right. And, you know, and this and that. And so it, it is the, the, the witchcraft trying to be, it reminds right. me of Revelation two and three, you know, the letters, the Jezebel, in essence, Jezebel was saying, um, let's, let's, Let's join yeah. those Roman yeah, guilds yeah, yeah. that worship other gods. Let's do this. Let's mix this thing or the Nicolaitans, right? Like th- this is in Revelation. So, it's prophesied in so, Revelation. So don't let that word witchcraft throw you guys. Because again, if you believe in the move of the Spirit, the anointing of the Spirit, the presence and purpose of the Spirit, you ha- also have to understand that all through Scripture, the enemy's force against the move of the Spirit is witchcraft. Now, let's define witchcraft for you real quick. Witchcraft is any time, anywhere, anyone who tries to move into the things of the Spirit without the Holy Spirit. Again, anytime, anyone, anywhere tries to move into the things of the Spirit without the Holy Spirit, that's witchcraft. Because there's some other Spirit leading you in there. So I don't think, I, I think that if we understand that God is on the move, the Spirit is on the move, there is a flow for the generation you and I live in, you also have to understand that there's a counterflow. We call that witchcraft. So, so what you just described at that concert ought not surprise us in that sense because, because in the, in, they're, they're seeking entrance and they're seeking, seeking uh, uh, to make themselves known that way and exert influence. Yes. Right? So the way, again, the way you judge. And, and listen, let me say this. We're not just talking about at some secular concert. You gotta, you, I hate to say it this way, but you've got to be careful almost even when you're attending a Christian event. Because, yes. there's, because there's a lot of stuff that goes on at Christian events that you you just uh, if you cannot back it with the word of God, that you cannot then that's not God moving. You know, and I think if we're not careful, we get into this thing where we're more caught up with personalities and we're more caught up with heaven and emotional experience alone. That 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 some of the songs people sing. Ugh, do we want to talk about that? Some of the songs we sing in our circles have a beat and have a rhythm, but don't have a flow. You want to be looking for, because really when you're singing, when, you, when you're singing and you're, you're releasing words out of your mouth, you are in essence prophesying and proclaiming and praying. And we ought not be singing things that don't carry a presence when we're in that mode of worship. Or singing things that aren't faith. 
you know um not too long ago there's this little song going around and i don't remember mm-hmm. all i don't remember all the i don't remember all the lyrics in there but but the lyrics go he's something like he's so good to me he's so good to me i can't believe it i can't believe it yeah. i can't believe it <laughs> yeah, i can't believe it i can't believe it <laughs> then you won't john Tri- john 316 forgot to love the word that he's like something who's would believe on him would have it you don't want to get before god and say god i can't believe it i can't believe it i can't believe it I can't. That, that's everything that's everything that the pioneers of the Word of Faith movement worked and gave their life and anointings to bring down. Yes. And here we are saying, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah. That is not an acceptable thing to go before God and say. You were just talking about sin, right? At the very beginning, that yes. everything that isn't faith yes. is sin. Well, guess what? Yes. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. That's it's a sin. not faith. It's a sin. Yeah. Why don't we talk about that? Anything not done out of faith is a sin. And, and so, listen... What James was talking about, I just want to hit these verses right after what he said, but this is uh, that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days. Yeah, the Holy Spirit in the last days. Yes, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, not some flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. prophesy. Your young man shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and my servants and on my handmaids will I pour out in those days, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath the earth, okay? Blood, fire, vapor, and smoke. The sun will go to darkness, the moon into blood, before the great and notable day of the Lord comes, and it shall come to pass. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There it is. There's your, there's your requirement to be saved. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Don't let the devil tell you yeah. that you're not saved. It's it's a simple thing. It's it's an easy thing. Jesus went through hard, hard, hard things, starting right. with sweating blood in Gethsemane. All the way through, huge yeah. pain, so that it would be that easy. It yeah. would be that easy. Right. You know? Right. Um, but notice the perfect sequence of that. He's quoting, Peter's here, he's quoting scripture, and then he says that there's going to be a move of the Spirit. It's going to be poured out on all flesh. And then, yes. and then, and then whoever calls, and then, and then he says, all these signs, that, all these signs are going to happen in, in, in the heavens and on the earth. All these signs are going to happen, right? Oh, there's, there's, all, there's going to be blood and fire and smoke and, and, and all that happening. And then it says, that who, before the coming of the day of the Lord. Yes. Well, that hasn't happened yet, because how do I know? Because we're still here. Yes. Well, I mean, what what's this what's this awesome day that's happened that you and I don't know about right. that we're still here recording a podcast to talk right. to everyone about? Right. So clearly, this is something that is going to happen hasn't happened yet. Yeah, and he yeah. says that before that day comes, before that day happens, you're gonna have all this demonstration of the spirit of God. Yes. So yes, there's gonna be move the spirit of God in the time that you and I live in. Yes. Of course there is. Yes. This is the age that you and I that God has ordained for you and I to be in. Yes. And I, and I love the last part, the whoever calls. Oh, beautiful. With all that's going on, all, all the smoke and vapor and everything, he just says, look, whoever calls. Yeah. Just, just who, who, whoever calls. Whoever God. calls. Calls. Jesus. Will be saved. Yeah. What I was been meditating in the mornings on the scripture in Peter that says, um, in these last days, Jesus was made manifest <sighs> for you. In the last days, he's he's manifest, right? And Linnea just said yesterday, you wouldn't believe on social media. There must be two hundred members 
ex-members of Hamas that Jesus has appeared I to. I saw that. That Jesus I has appeared. That. I saw that Show, post. Shown up. Manifest. Yes, yes. Can, can we make a point here? Can we just tell you something? This is the Lord, I think. Do you know that Allah and God the Father aren't the same God? Not this oh thing. That's another thing that's coming here, right? That's another thing. I heard we were talking that's before the podcast. End, that's an end time deception to try and bring everyone into one. Mm. That's a, oh, we're all going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Yes. We're, you know, we're all going to walk into this whole one one world type thing. And yes. that we will all prepare the way for the Antichrist is what it is. Yes. <laughs> really, that's what it is. That's not that's false unity. Not the same God. Okay? No, at all. And if you hear um, a Christian pastor say that... He's lost, okay? Not the same. He's lost, and there's deception on him, all right? So you don't fall for that one, right? Because there's no way you could look at the God of the Bible and say he's the same God of... of the Koran. Not. Wow. No. Wow, so... And I've heard, I've heard people say that. I was just telling you about that. I heard people say that. So the, what they're saying then, if, 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 if he's the same God, then he had, he had Muhammad write that. Lord help. He had Muhammad. What, what Muhammad heard from Same the God. Holy Spirit. Same God. Yeah. Right? That's Same what God. he's saying. No. So, no. It's just, no. Uh, we've heard that. Both of us have heard that yeah. recently out of uh, yeah. even people that, scarily enough, are involved in the word of faith. Right? <laughs> and so, you know, whether, if you haven't heard that, I believe you will hear that in the next yeah, six because months. It's going, because it's going around. People yes. are saying that. Yes. You know, we shouldn't be fighting that way. We're brothers. We're just all, and like, we shouldn't be fighting. I agree with that, but that's not the basis for, for that. No, no. It, right. We, we don't want to fight. No, that's not. The, yeah, right. But we're not going to believe or, or acknowledge no. Allah. Because again, that's not unity. Our God. No, that's not oh. unity. That's, that's compromise. Yes. Not the same thing. Don't, don't confuse unity and compromise. They're not the same thing. Right. If you if you got to change the nature of our father to suit someone else so that we can be united, that's not unity, that's compromise. Yes. You really think that Jehovah would cause women to, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> to do the things that women have to do under that religion? Like our God, that he would do that? Right. Really? Like yeah, I, I just, I don't, I it's don't, mind blowing. I don't understand. Whenever you I know? hear people say something, I'm like, I, you, I, I, I'm almost speechless because I'm like, do you not know? That, that tells me you don't know the God of the Bible because if you did, yeah. there's no way you could say that's him. The same Jehovah that said Deborah, that used <laughs> Deborah, right, to, yeah. to lead them yeah. into war, yeah. you know, but was, yeah. and I guess her face was probably <laughs> completely covered and you could only see her eyes, right? And he's, oh, my Lord. He gives her that kind of credit, right? It's the same God. Oh, my goodness. It's funny. Wow. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Listen, as we get down to the end here, um, you did really well, James, because I, I really wasn't prepared for anything. And when we set this up, I said, you have to carry it. You, if you want to do Holy Spirit in the end times, I said, Which you, we didn't really do. We talked about everything else. No, we, we talked about everything. Really, I got to come back and do it again next time I'm back. Yes. <laughs> All right, all right. See, see, John has got he he goes outside the box with the crowd noises and things. Jeremiah does the same stuff. Sorry, Jerry. Jerry's gonna Jerry's gonna 
No, no offense, Jerry, but you no. got you've got to be more aggressive with the right with the sounds. Yeah, you know, that's. But, but looking over at John, you could tell he got excited about what we're talking about a couple of times. Yeah, very excited just with the wild applause and everything. So well, that's good. He's probably playing that's solitary good. on his phone or something. Right. Okay. Okay, his phone's off. Uh, <laughs> also, this is the first time I'm on the Final Hour podcast, and I'm not wearing a special hoodie. Have you noticed that? Or to mention something tacky. No, I just, I, you know, I just, but I'm dressed normal today. You I, are. I've got Dior glasses on, though. Kind of like, uh, yeah, these cost money. I'm just saying these cost money. Is that a champion uh, sweatshirt? No, it's not. This, oh. it, this is Abercrombie. Oh, it is. <laughs> Which I probably okay. shouldn't say Damn because it. that's like, <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Did you go into Abercrombie to get that? No, I bought it online. Oh, that's good. That's you don't want to go. I wouldn't go into Abercrombie without. Casting the devils off of me after I walked <laughs> out of Abercrombie. No, I don't right. go to Abercrombie anymore. I just got tired of people thinking I was one of the models. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That was like two seconds late, John. Thank, listen, thank, thank, li- thank you. Listen, um, J- James, James, <laughs> let's finish up. Because I have a meeting in three minutes. You do. Let's finish up. Tell them a story that oh you gosh. liked. That you liked. It's always me that's telling the story. James is a good ter- storyteller. James and I we used to go to the island of Batam in Indonesia every other weekend for a whole year. Just me and him. <laughs> we did. Just me and him. We would have and, lumpia every night after the services. Ministering. We would minister in these in these villages that there was just it was crazy. It was it was it was um it, I, I can say it honestly changed my life, but 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 from that or even one a later experience, t- t- tell it. T- let's end it with a story. Tell him something, James. Tell him something. I remember one time when we were doing a huge medical outreach, and we had the big tent out, and Linnea has been on some of those and all of that, you know. And I, I remember one time, we ran out of vitamins. Now, vitamins was what we would give everyone who came all the time, and, and as long as people came, we would give them a bag of vitamins. And I remember one time we ran out of them. The, the, the clinics would run from Monday to Friday. And I know that by Tuesday evening, the team came back and said, look, we're out. Pharmacy's too far away. We'd overspend budget and all those other things. This happened to be one of those years when we had extra people come. And I'm like, well, we got to do what we got to do. If that's what we got, that's what we got. If that's what we don't have, that's what we don't have. So they would always have the little bag there of, of, of vitamins and different meds that they would go pack and take out and do different things. And just let me say, in those villages, they... They're terrible diets. Yeah. They had to have vit- vitamins. Were like gold. Well, everything. If you could bring right. vitamins to them, yeah. and give them vitamins to last that them alone, was a, was an outreach for a, f- a very much so, you know. very much so because of their diets, they were sick all yeah. the time, and especially the preg- the climate. Just, yes, ev- just it was harsh. Let's yes, put, it was harsh. Everything about it was harsh. You know, yeah, especially pregnant mothers. So bags over there, teams helping themselves. They go out. They go out. This is Tuesday night. They go out on Wednesday and come back. And they're like, uh, well, I, I, they're looking around like, and they're like, I, 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 I guess we counted it wrong because the bag's still full. And I'm like, well, you guys are the one counting. You guys are the one packing counting. I guess if you count wrong, you count wrong. So they go out on Wednesday, come back on Thursday, bag's still full. I'm like, boy, someone needs help with your math because, and I'm not, I'm not one to be quick on claiming everything to be a miracle because I believe God can speak for himself without me defending him. So I'm not quick to say everything's a miracle. I'm a believer, but I, but because I'm a believer, I believe in the rail. Come Friday, 
bag was still full. They're handing, they're handing out, they're handing out vitamins to every, every, everyone that comes. They're handing vitamins. Friday bag still full. But and, and you know how once the once the clinic closed on Friday, on Sundays we have them go preach in all these little churches. On Sunday we had so many bags of vitamins, we were giving them out to the pastors so the pastors could give them out to the people. <laughs> Can God multiply what you put in front of Him? Wow. Can, is the Holy Spirit still moving in this, this day? And of course he is. Because he's a God of love and of mercy. And so I've been there to see many times where, where, where material things got multiplied. Food, remember? Food. One trip. We know for food. sure. Food. We ran out of food. Multiplied. So whatever it is you all are believing for as you, as you tune in every week to the, the final hour podcast, while we're talking about all that's happening in the world that sometimes seems dark and crazy and, and depressing almost, if I dare use that word, you got to understand the Holy Spirit is still active in your life and in my life and in the church. Jesus still said, I am, I will build my church. We are in that building project right now. And God's never going to run short of what he needs to build. So God's got you. Whatever you need, there can be supernatural supply for you. And we'll just close it out by saying, take your authority right? every single day. Use your authority in this world. Yeah. All right? The, it, it, as we close it here, for me, when, when I got really serious about Billy Brim, mm-hmm. told me to do mm-hmm. it hardcore mm-hmm. every day, right? Mm-hmm. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. And isn't it interesting how... It seems to build. Yeah. Like you might just want to just own your house in the spirit, right? Right. Like you want... Or your living room. Yeah, your protection. (laughs) Your den. (laughs) And you just want to get get yourself maybe, you know, out of fear or wherever it starts. Right. But it's interesting over time, I find myself owning, you know, claiming huge areas of land. Yeah, 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 right. All right. Um, I, I believe that I'm the spiritual authority. I'm not even going to tell you, yeah. but 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 for a long ways, not not just my little yeah. neighborhood, yeah. right? Because yeah. don't don't I want complete protection? Don't yeah. I want protection for the people around right. me, no matter what they believe? Yeah. I'm saying you take your authority, and you remember we did four episodes on this exactly. We walked through it in detail you have to take your authority that jesus paid a heavy price for you on the cross for and then was raised again from the dead to solidify that through the gift of righteousness take your authority in these times in these last days you have to you're going to get your lunch eaten if you don't all right god bless you guys thank you so much for tuning into the final hour podcast thank you uh, dr james tan from uzbekistan (laughs) singapore singapore Wait, we're going to take a picture of you and I with the... John, come help us. I'm going to post this to promote the uh, episode. Jerry, we want this. We want this. Do we? Do we want yes. this now? You tell Jerry I want this. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, what am I do? What am I doing... What am I doing? I actually have a ministry. What am I doing here? The the, the, the camera's still rolling, right, John? Tell Jerry, I want this on there. I better see this on there. What am I doing? Like, I've been on Jim Baker. 